He's in on the slot back. Solomon in the hole there. Running backs are split behind Montana. Third and three. He has the ball. Montana rolling out the right. Looking toward the end zone. Throwing under pressure. Throws his pass. Caught by Clark. Hello, 49er fans, and welcome once again to the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all for tuning in, and I can't wait to get going a little bit earlier this week, as promised, because uh, last week's podcast was so late. So here we are, and uh, I think this is going to be one of the longest weeks for the 49ers. But before we get into that, let's uh, just note that I'm still looking for show sponsors, people interested in advertising on the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Feel free to contact me at podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net for more information. This week's site features actually uh, the 49ers wallpaper section. The 49ers wallpaper section is a combination of some of my artwork, some of uh, Twins Papa, as he's known on the forum. He does some artwork for us. And uh, they're great ways to dress up your computer, make it uh, look 49ers, probably like you dress up yourself on uh, game day or perhaps like you've got your room or office set up. In any case, we're looking to expand this section with more wallpapers. We're also looking to uh, add up a signature section where people can actually go on and purchase uh, graphical signatures to put on their accounts for the uh, forum. And I'm going to thank Nate, or or Twins Papa as he's better known, for uh, that feature of 49ers Paradise. So hope you all check it out and stay tuned for more. I'm sure it's going to be one awesome thing to have at 49ers Paradise. Alright, so getting into this week's questions, uh, not surprisingly I have one here about Cody Pickett. It's from Nikki in LA. She asks, quite quite simply, is Cody Pickett done? Um, I'm obviously going to be talking a fair bit about Pickett today, but I do think that he's uh, he should be done. He had an awful performance, and I know the wind was a factor, but I said last week that if the 49ers were to count on Pickett, he was going to have to do more than just show up. The one nice thing Pickett brings to the field, though, is that he can move around in the pocket and still look downfield. I haven't seen that from any of the other 49ers quarterbacks this season, but he doesn't pick up first downs, he doesn't inspire the offense, and uh, it's hard to fault him because of the offensive line, but I think the 49ers are just going to say, to heck with this, let's get Alex Smith in there and get him some repetition, so at least at the very least, he'll be able to hopefully show up next season and do something. Of course, if the team is really worried about getting Smith injured again, then you might see more of Pickett because so far it looks like it's a toss-up between him and Dorsey and their performances. So that's uh, the short aspect of the Cody Pickett. Now I have a question here from Jerry in Denver who asks if Jerry Rice is going to get a proper retirement ceremony from the 49ers. Uh, most of you will recall this offseason when Rice did retire from the NFL. Uh, the 49ers promised to have a halftime ceremony prepared for him, and so far it hasn't happened. So far we haven't heard of plans of it going to happen. So uh, with the Steve Young ceremony coming up and... Uh, the season winding down, I'm I'm not really sure the Niners are going to be able to follow through on this, and that just ticks me off, quite frankly, because of everything Rice did for this team. Um, a classy owner, a classy team, would have signed Rice by now. They were like three or four weeks earlier in the season where the team didn't even fill out its roster, could have brought in Rice with no penalty at all, had an awesome halftime celebration, 
might have inspired the team, might have not, but at the very least it would have given Jerry Rice the proper retirement that he deserves. So I hope they take action. I don't know if they will or won't, but right now it certainly doesn't look promising. Um, On to a bit of a recap of the Bears game. It was ugly. You know a game is ugly when your best offensive play is punting the ball. We're talking about a team that forced three fumbles on and three fumble recoveries off of the punt, and it was about the only offense a team could generate. Yeah, they had a bit of a running game, 130-some-odd yards, but uh, that really was inconsistent, and it wasn't anything the team could depend on, and it didn't get them first down. So when it was all said and done, the 49ers' only chance to win this game happened to be off of punt off of punt return well off of punt fumbles and plays that resulted from that and they failed in that attempt and they failed particularly in the red zone on the two yard line two penalties failing to rush the ball for even a yard um Cody Pickett getting stood up on a bootleg it was just ugly something's happening to this team penalties were not an issue earlier in the season and there were injuries earlier in the season I have to wonder if Mike Nolan is beginning to lose his team, and if that's the case, it's going to be a long rest of the season. This team was disciplined. This team was prepared. I'm not ready to say that about this past game, and I hope it turns out to be an anomaly, although penalties have been growing in the past few weeks, and somehow I'm really worried that this is going to be a regular recurring theme. I hope not. I hope Nolan can wrap things up. I know that in the plane ride home, the coaching staff should have been ripping into this team. Um, Bruce Lorton continues to be one of the bright spots on defense. He's a cornerback that the team picked up off the waiver wires. Ahmed Plummer still didn't play this game. He was inactive, and Thornton is doing his job. Shante Spencer and Mike Adams, on the other hand, are not. They're exposed for at least one long play each game, and that just can't happen. It's one thing if you have one player who you can guard against, but it's going to get ugly, and it's ugly already. Uh, Tony Parrish broke his ankle or his uh, lower leg in the game. Now we're going to talk about having Keith Lewis in there at safety. It's going to get uglier, and uh, the 49ers defensive backs have just been one issue after another after another. How they bounce back from this, I really, really don't know. Hopefully Plummer can come in and contribute at nickelback or something like that. Maybe he'll push Spencer back to Nickelback and start opposite of Thornton. Something has to be done. Something has to be changed because this is going to be ugly. Um, Bryant Young, Julian Peterson, Derek Smith, Andre Carter continue to lead the defense. They are this team's heart and soul, and they have been every week. It's just too bad that they can't get the talent around them to really make a difference. The offense should be able to win when on all excuse me, when it only has to score 17 points. It really, really should. But they haven't been able to, and they haven't been able to score when it's been anything in a low-point scoring game. And I have to give hats off to the defense who are doing it despite spending so much time on the field. The 49ers special teams really are the standout part of the team this year. Joe Nedney has been solid as a place kicker. Yeah, he missed one of four kicks this week in atrocious wind, but and yes, that kick was run back for a long touchdown, the touchdown that essentially won the game for the Bears, but that wasn't his fault. That was a coaching error to go for such a long field goal and not protect against a possible run back. That was completely on the coach's shoulders, not on his. It was a very long field goal on a very windy day, 
and the team was not ready or adequate, adequately prepared to deal with that. I have to tip my hat to him for the three field goals he did hit in that ferocious win, as well as the performance he did on place kicking, which was you know right where it should be. Punting has been really good. Hats off to Andy Lee and the special teams coverage this past week. Three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, one of which by Brian Jennings, the team's long snapper, which means he snapped the ball, forced the fumble, and recovered the fumble on the same play. That's inspiring play. It's too bad the rest of the team can't take a page from the special teams, and I can't recall the last time I would have ever said that about the 49ers. Offensive line continues to be a problem. Jeremy Newbury sat out the game, and he certainly deserved to. The guy is banged up and injured, and I just feel for him because I know how much it hurts him not to play in the game, probably as much as the two shoulder injuries and two leg injuries that he's been playing with hurt. Brandon Lloyd, ugly alligator arms, drop pass. That's not Brandon Lloyd as we know him, and I can't understand where that came from. So somehow Chicago got into his head, and I hope that doesn't become a pattern. I hope he bounces back. I know he was called out for it on the sideline, and I know he wasn't happy about that. Arnez Battle was back and should have been contributing, but the 49ers didn't throw to him. And, you know, it's hard to say whether he was the first guy on a play call or not, first read or not. But uh, the team should have found a way to get this guy in on the action. Quick slants, short passes. That's where you can really use battle. That's where you can use the side and speed, athleticism. But the team didn't do that, um, which was really quite unfortunate. Cody Pickett. Oh, man, Cody Pickett. Less than a score of two on his quarterback passing rating. Um, That says about all I really need to say about Cody Pickett. It was awful, ugly. The guy didn't have time to throw, but when he did have time to throw, the wind took his passes. He didn't try out the wind before the start of the game, according to the announcers of the game. He didn't try and factor into the wind in his throws. It was an ugly pass after an ugly pass after an ugly pass. I have to comment on Mike Nolan's clock management in the last two minutes of the game, not because I think the 49ers could have come back to actually win this game, but because I think Mike Nolan blew it by not calling a first ti- uh, t- his first time out with uh, two, more than two minutes left to play. He could have taken advantage of the two-minute warning, the, pe- the timeout. Still had two timeouts for his offense. Would have been enough to get down the field, um, given a talented enough team. Nolan missed the call on uh, the timeout. He missed the call on uh, getting the offense down the field afterwards. So it was just uh, poor clock management, poor performance by this team all in all. And uh, I really just have to feel for the guys who are out there contributing on a week-to-week basis, who do actually have the talent, and it's just been ugly. I'm worried that it's going to get uglier. The 49ers schedule is not an easy one coming up. They're facing the Seahawks. That's going to be a tough NFC West battle. They're facing the Titans. That's also going to be a tough game. The easiest game, so to speak, is going to be the Cardinals at home. Um, But after that, it's Seahawks, Jaguars, Rams, all tough games until a team finally rounds out the season against the Texans in what I hope isn't a battle for the number one draft pick. Um, Against the Seahawks, the 49ers are really going to have to buckle it up. They really need to cut down on the penalties, turnovers, and there's going to be a heck of a lot of controversy about what should be and what should not be happening at quarterback. Thank you all for tuning in to this edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast. Remember to email me your questions and comments at podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. I thank you all for listening and contributing, 
and hope to speak to you soon next week. Take care. The 49ers had only just begun.